from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with ASB. Thank you, there, and welcome to Hosking It Was for Friday. All the things, oh, you should have heard a bit, y'all. You might have missed from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, uh, the queue at Topshop, we discussed this at length. Don't ask me why. I will mark the week. That is what we do on Fridays. And Abbott says some random stuff about Aborigines. But before any of that, uh, the mashups that are causing feral millions. And then Pharrell, who's already had a tough week, it might be getting worse. Uh, this is fascinating. Yeah, a surprise follow-on to the finding by the LA jury that Pharrell Williams and Robin Thicke ripped off the Marvin Gaye song for their head blurred lines. They were ordered to pay uh, 10 million bucks New Zealand for copying Marvin Gaye's song, Got to Give It Up. But now another Pharrell song is getting a second look. His biggest hit, in fact, one of the biggest selling songs of recent times, The Happy Song. This is the tune that topped the charts in New Zealand and the US and the UK and many other places. Sold 12 million copies, won a Grammy, nominated for an Academy Award. Now, a mashup has been done of Pharrell Williams' Happy over the music for yet another Marvin Gaye song. The tune ain't that peculiar. Here it is. So you're hearing Pharrell's lyrics there over a bed of accords and rhythms from the Marvin Gaye song. Oh, dear. Same chord progression, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly the same. Coincidence, Marvin Gaye's son in reaction says... Ain't that peculiar. Ain't that peculiar. Good on you, Rich. Have a good weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Richard Arnold in the uh, the States. Those two. What's the other one that's going on at the moment? There's the Tom, It's someone who claims it's the Tom Petty. Tom Petty's claiming it's the um, same as his. What's that one? And that's not that's not going to win because oh, that's the Sam Smith one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. that's not going to win because that's not even close. That's a joke. But those two, for, man, Pharrell's in deep trouble, eh? If I was on the jury, guilty as. Do you want me to mash up the Sam Smith and the Tom Petty? You what? Do you want me to mash up the Tom Smith? And mash the, it up. The, the Tom Smith and the Sam Petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mash, the, mash those two up and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be judge and jury this morning on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't have anything else to do. Bloody hell. So, anyway, here it is. Is this the mash? This is deeply worrying if you're Pharrell. What you got there on the background is Marvin Gaye's song, and you've got Pharrell's words. Now tell me, is there a difference to what Pharrell puts behind his words? No, no, there's not. There's not even that. I mean, how long? If I was, if I was Marvin Gaye's family lawyer, I would say, members of the jury, can you just listen to this? Play 30 seconds, then sit down and say, Your Honour. I rest my case, and that would be the end of it. Now, the other one going on at the moment that I am not so sure about is this one. This is the one between Tom Petty and Sam Smith. Sam Smith, big hit, Stay With Me, and you've got Tim Petty, I Won't Back Down. But I won't back down. Uh, Won't back down. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm swaying on this one. I I was, maybe I was listening to Pharrell before. No. See, this is the part I was arguing. See, it's not. I think there's enough there. Beyond reasonable doubt, if the glove don't fit, you've got to acquit. That's what I'm saying.
And that one, Pharrell's in, Pharrell is in a pile of trouble. Yeah, if your pitch change and speed change enough, you can make anything sound like anything, though, like I did just then. Uh, right, uh, now, I'm not much of a shopper, but apparently all these people are. Was yesterday, or was it not, a tangible example and living proof beyond any shadow of a doubt that people love the real thing? That all this yeah. online thing yes. is not it's real. Because there is right. nothing. There is nothing. God, you're right, Mike. There is, thank you, Andrew. So there right is the nothing <laughs> in the top shop yesterday that people queued for from 2 a.m. in the morning. That you can't get online. That you can't get online. But I think people love queuing too. That's all part of it. Do you they think they mind. do? They don't mind queuing. Well, I don't like queuing. People. I'm not a queuer. No. Someone said to me, what would be a longer experience? The queue you waited in to get into top shop or how long the, sh- the, the clothes last? <laughs> and I really had to think about that. Do one. you know one of the things? My 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 glorious wife is a Topshop fan. Yeah, and uh, her great concern has been, of course, the moment Topshop arrives in this country, you'll see everybody in Topshop. Yeah, you will. Yes, you and will. so suddenly, the exclusivity mm. of what you were once able to buy overseas mm. is now gone, and everybody is wearing the same thing, yeah. and that's mm. going to be a Saturation. major problem for them. See, what what happened in, in Dunedin when I went to university in Dunedin is that um, every girl stop, who, stop. who went to law school, stop. you, went, well, to you went to university. Yeah, I did quite. Yeah, but I, it, it was a target. Was that like the Invercargill Polytech with the fees and nothing? No, so you it's get not. like a special it's, deal. It wasn't. It was actually Otago University, and I have. You went there. I have, oh. I have two degrees. No, you do yeah, not. Yeah, not the phone company, because I want to be here talking to you chumps if I own two degrees. I could imagine you as a real you scarfie. You've got... <laughs> you would have been a real scarfie. You would have been vomiting in the streets of Dunedin. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Did you burn a couch? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, Mike. <laughs> oh, I oh, love we, it. We did heaps of stuff like Fantastic. that. Fantastic. So you seriously yeah. have two degrees. Yeah. And you're yeah. still on the radio. Yeah, I know. What's going on there? Uh, well, I'm leading... Uh, uh, <laughs> How many degrees do you have, Neva? I don't have a degree. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't have one either. You, you, have, go to school. you have you have a voice like salted caramel. Oh. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yes, we've got two escapees uh, from Dunedin uh, on the show this morning. There you go. Um, and of course, Mike and I escaped from Christchurch. So really, the the northern shift is fully on on the Mike Hosking breakfast. Shall we mark the week? That's what we do on Fridays. Uh, let's get the mad stuff out of the way, shall we? The ten eighty scares zero. This was a new low for this country and a stark and shocking reminder that there are certain trigger issues in this country where the nutters congregate. I do worry about the police, though. Three months, really three months and nothing. And in that time, they didn't even ring some of the country's leading 1080 campaigners for clues. Does that not seem odd? Uh, The tree, zero. Wrong in so many ways. Wrong because process was followed, and yep, that doesn't seem to matter anymore. Wrong because we got obsessed about a tree. Wrong because the tree wasn't even that old. Wrong because people who did the right thing got the death threats. Wrong because this is another of those classic stories we get obsessed about, thus making us look like small-town village idiots. So John Kerwin, seven. I'm not a blues fan, so I don't really care, but I care about the victimisation we see so much of in this country. Yes, if he doesn't turn things around, he might well lose his job, but that's elite sport. But in the ensuing period, can we at least put the knives away and give the bloke a chance? Where did this where did this penchant come from for writing people off at the start of every season? What happened to patience and longevity? Jeremy Clarkson, eight. I love the guy. He's the victim of being employed by a government department that doesn't know how to deal with eclectic talent. The show is a smash hit. It makes the BBC a fortune. If they spent more time enjoying the ride and less time in the human resources department, they'd actually see what they've got. And I've got more details on that story after 7.30, by the way. Uh, Dean Barker, six. The leak was bollocks. It was uncool, unprofessional, unfair. But the reality is this. He got off at work he didn't want, and that's life. And life goes on, and he'll get more work. And if he's good, he'll be successful at that work, and that's how life works. The iWatch 2. 
It's like Google Glass. It's uncool, and people don't like to look uncool. Watches should be made by Swiss people and represent craftsmanship. Or made by Korean people and have the name Samsung on them. Like mine. Because it just works. And also, I actually have one, whereas nobody has an Apple Watch yet, and maybe they never will. Um, is it, are they ever coming out? Anyway, uh, let's finish uh, with uh, Murray Olds. Uh, he's very passionate about how useless Tony Abbott is. This Abbott thing, and I was saying on the show before, uh, how much of this is about Abbott's in the gun anyway, so everyone's just gunning for him, or is this a genuine gaffe? I think this is a gaffe of monumental proportions, but it's not the first time from a Prime Minister who was gaffe-prone. Just put two things out here. You cannot fault Tony Abbott's heartfelt credentials when it comes to black Australians. He's been, a, he's been a federal health minister. He knows what's required in terms of basic life expectancy. He, he's seen it firsthand. He knows the problem. But God help us. I mean, he is just a cartoonist dream. He's a, he's a comedian's fodder. Because how, how more clumsily can you say, oh, it's a lifestyle choice to live in a remote community. It's not like moving to bloody Noosa. You know what I'm saying? It's I mean, it's just crazy choice of words, but he's just ploughing on, ploughing on. He walks around like he's got a pair of super-tight Speedos on under his suit, and his, the blood supply's been cut off to his brain because, however well-intentioned, that was just a dumb choice of words, and people are having a field day. His, his, his black allies are saying, can you, can you just stop talking for a minute? Yeah. It's because he just completely stuffed things up. Sure, you, it's... The, what do you do with children who are living 300 k's from the nearest school and the nearest medical centre? The kids have got eye problems, they've got respiratory problems, they, their noses never stop running, and they're not going to school. But isn't there a way you could maybe phrase that a bit better than, oh, it's a lifestyle choice? You know, sometimes I feel a bit guilty. We get Marriott very early in the morning to talk to us on a Friday, and sometimes I worry that we've got his weekend off to a bad start if we talk about Tony Abbott. Anyway, that was, Hosking That Was, for Friday and the week. I am Glenn ZB. Hopefully your weekend goes better than Murray's, and we'll see you back here on Monday.